Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, November 5th, 2022. Rest. Doesn't that sound good? Don't we all want rest? Why sometimes do we fail to rest? Why sometimes when we know we need rest, do we reject it and keep on working or keep on bothering with other things instead of resting? Well, that can be an interesting question on a human level. Today, we really want to think about it on a spiritual level as we continue from Hebrews 3 to Hebrews 4, which continues on this theme of rest and those who fail to enter it. Why? Why would you fail to enter the rest uh, that God would give you? I mean, when you put that just out there, would you like rest that God promises or not? Wouldn't we all say, yes, I would like the rest. So why do so many fail to rest in God? And let's think through that as we continue through Hebrews 4 today. It begins, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear, lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. For good news came to us just as to them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by the faith with those who listened. Uh, So there, again, we're seeing the connection between a failure to rest and a failure to believe. Even the chapter begins with the word therefore. So we got to look backwards and it says in verse 19 of chapter 3 that they failed to enter the rest because uh, they were disobedient, verse 18, and also because of unbelief. We do not rest because we do not obey, because we do not believe. Uh, And that's where you you see, again, the theme of disobedience coming in, verse 6, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly received the good news failed to enter because of disobedience. So there uh, we see some of the reasons why people fail to take God up on his offer of rest. And it makes clear, even though he's looking back at Joshua, the promised land wasn't the ultimate rest, and the Sabbath day even wasn't the ultimate rest. It says, for if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken of another day later on. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. And that's really part of salvation. Uh, And I think another factor that causes many people to fail to enter the rest is a pride. And even it talks about that idea of hardening your hearts. Oftentimes pride hardens our hearts because to become a Christian, you have to admit, I need a savior. I am not good enough. I cannot try hard enough to earn favor with God. I have to accept the gift that he is giving me. I have to accept his rest. And the pride, I think, can fuel the unbelief and the disobedience that causes many people to fail to enter that rest. 
Uh, So then we see some interesting verses in 11 through 13. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So there we see uh, this warning, hey, let us strive to enter that rest. We don't want to be disobedient and we don't want to not believe. And then this verse, verse 12, that we often think of as representing the power of God's word, which it does, it really also just points that God's word will not let us off the hook. If we fail to believe and fail to obey and enter God's rest, God's word will expose us. God's word will uh, stand in judgment of us. So those are questions to think through as we read through Hebrews 4. Uh, Do you believe God? And again, sometimes that takes a humility to humble ourselves and believe what God says. Uh, Do you do that? And then I guess we get somewhat of a case study of that, that I think is an ongoing struggle in the Christian life. I think a lot of what Hebrews is is focusing on is, hey, are you saved or not? Have you truly entered the rest of salvation that is offered in Christ? But here's the way we we are tested with that um, on, on an ongoing basis, I think, as Christians in verses 14 through 16. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So here's not necessarily the promise of rest and salvation, but here's a promise of help anytime we need it in the Christian life based on our great high priest. Now, that is a rest, I guess you could say, that is available to you on a daily basis or a help that is available to you on a daily basis. Do you take God up on that? And some of these factors, especially of pride and unbelief, uh, will, will factor into that. Are you willing to humble yourself and admit that you need God's help? And then if you are, are you willing to believe that God will actually help you? So much of the Christian life really comes down to, do you believe God is good or not? Do you believe that God is good, that he wants to help you? Or do you believe that he is cruel and twisted? What do you think? And that's where we have to enter his rest on a daily basis by saying, no, I believe what God says about himself. And I believe that he can help me. And I believe that he is a God of mercy and grace. So I will humble myself and seek his help. I want to encourage you to do that today. Don't fail to enter the rest that God wants to give you, whether it's the rest of salvation or just the help that he wants to give you today. Now, Jeremiah 30 and 31 give us 
uh, some promises that are much more positive in light of what we have seen in Jeremiah. And again, I want to show you Jeremiah as another example of people failing to rest. Jeremiah says, hey, submit to this judgment God is doing and God will bless you. Or if you fight against it, it's not going to go well. And the people did not believe. They didn't accept what God was giving and find rest in that. They, they wanted to do their own thing and found judgment. Well, here we see in these chapters more uh, just positive things. God speaks of restoration that is coming of a salvation. Verse 10, for behold, I will save you from far away. Verse 11, for I am with you to save you. Um, and even though that there is pain and judgment that has come and wounds, uh, verse 17 says, for I will restore health to you and your wounds I will heal. Or verse 18, I will restore the fortunes of the tents of Jacob. God speaks of compassion that is coming. And even in chapter 31, he speaks of a new covenant. And we'll come back to that idea because we'll get there in the book of Hebrews. But he speaks of a day where he says, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And these words are obviously spoken to the people of Israel, but as Hebrews, and I think the New Testament makes clear, you and I most likely as Gentiles, we can be included in this. Even so much of this really makes me think of the language of Jesus. You must be born again. We need new hearts is what we need. And we find that really in salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So marvel at the mercy of God uh, in Jeremiah 30 and 31 and marvel that God has been merciful to you, that there is hope for you as a believer. There is hope for you to have a new heart and for God to be your God and for you to know the Lord and for you to have your iniquity forgiven. That is the rest that is offered in the gospel. It is so sad that many fail to enter that rest. May that not be true of any of us today. May we humble ourselves, obey the Lord because we believe in him. We trust what he has done. We trust our need for him. And we have called out to the great high priest to be our savior and to be our help. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.